Welcome everybody to episode 88 of the Dodcast. Today I have with me Alex LeCompte. Alex, say hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, we, she is from Melrose, UMass Lowell nursing student on the UMass Lowell women's volleyball team. And she is just the best. So I'm happy to have Thanks, you on Tammy. today. Um, so first, volleyball. Uh, I need more clarification on how good you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, how good is UMass Lowell? All right, Lowell? so UMass Lowell, okay, last year... Not not so great, not so great. <laughs> we've come, <laughs> we've come a long way though. Like we're, hmm, I don't really know how to describe this in like terms you would understand if you've never been to a volleyball tournament. Basically, we like start off in like pools and like okay. everyone you play like all the teams in your pool, mm-hmm. and that's just like kind of random. And then like the top two teams from the pool, so there's like five teams in each. Are you one. ranked by like viewer by like mm-hmm. uh, not viewers but like are you ranked by people or is it just by your record it's from just the pools? We're not okay so like you're put into the pools like it doesn't Ooh. matter about your record at all like it's okay. totally random. random and then um and then like the top you play everyone then the top two teams go on and then they're like in like quarterfinals or whatever and you play like until you win, I guess. You know, does I got that you. make sense? Yeah, I'm with you. And so we this year we've made it to playoffs like after out of pool play like every single time. So like we're pretty good. Okay. We're better than like half the teams I would yeah, say. Yeah, so you're above at least. average. Yeah, we're yeah we're awesome. above average. Yeah. Hey, I come from in uh, Medford. I played for the basketball team, and we sucked at basketball. Typically, now we're getting <laughs> pretty good actually. But um, when I was there as a youngin, we sucked, and so making the playoffs for us was a huge deal. Yeah. So my years when I played on the varsity, we made the playoffs both times and it was a huge deal that's for us. That's exciting. We were really, really exciting. <laughs> so for me, like making the playoffs, I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like the volleyball pool, it wasn't too hard for me to grasp because it seems like it's very similar to like a long season, but put into one day. Yes. So yeah. seasons in like every other sport, like are you a fan of like I don't know, NBA, NHL, MLB, anything moderately <laughs> enough. They like, play against random teams for 82 games or 100 games, whatever. And then they go to the playoffs after they get ranked from those games. So it seems like it's that. But yeah, it is it kind is. of like that, yeah. And then it's weird because it like resets every time we have a tournament. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so you'll like, be you playing teams. Lose every time. So <laughs> <laughs> we playing teams that like are really good or really bad. Yeah. And you beat them or they consistently beat you. Mm-hmm. But it's just relevant. They just place you. Yep, they just place you. Is, it's truly random. It's not like by like I think, area or anything. I think it's mostly random. I would say that they do tend to, like, put it so there's like a couple of teams that like always lose like in every single yeah pool, and then there's a couple teams that are like really good in every single pool. So it, I think they try to make it so it doesn't end up where it's just like one really good pool and like one terrible pool. You know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. think they kind of do, but Somewhat. Like, for the most part, it's like pretty random. Yeah, they don't want to like predetermine any outcomes or anything. Like, exactly. You don't want to put four really good teams in uh, one pool, yeah. have them all play each other, you lose two really good teams that exactly. could probably win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So maybe they exactly. take like your seating-ish going in or like your past performances and then there's like... All right, so UMass Lowell typically will make it, so... I mean, yeah. So you can probably... You guys probably really random. We're... Yeah, we're pretty random, because last year we didn't make it to playoffs. Oh, no. So that's why... And we didn't win any games at Nationals last what? year. So that's our goal. That's our goal this year, <laughs> is, is one side or one game. I feel like... Not to... Not, not to say anything about my strong women out there. I love my women. But I just feel like it's funny hearing like a woman competitor versus like a male competitor (laughs) like I feel like if that was like a guy 
in that seat right now talking about so yeah we fucking sucked like <laughs> they're so negative with like the girls like if you got like a good group of girls I mean, you can do the same as a good group of guys as well but like it's just the soft like and so the goal this year <laughs> is to get back where we were before uh so it's kind of sweet yeah. but um so do you know a lot of the people on the team? Are you friends with them? Yeah, I've become pretty close friends, I would say, with, like, all of them. Wow. It's been really nice. I mean, it's kind of a small team, I guess. Like, we started with 18 girls at the beginning of the year, and now I think there's, like, 15 or 16 left. Just Could because people graduated. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a men's volleyball team. Are they really good? Yeah, they're actually really good this year. Oh, I think cool. they've won, like, most of the tournaments that they've been to, so. I should... I should have played volleyball at some point in my life. You I love still volleyball. Can. We can play in Chimera. <laughs> oh, see, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to drag the team down like that. No, I'd actually be one of the players. You would not be dragging I the must team be. down. Mm-mm. But I don't know. It's kind of one of those things that where I've played for fun with like my family. We had a volleyball net like, at, at the Cape, whatever. We play mm-hmm. with each other. And um, so I feel like I have a decent idea as to, like, I'd be better than the average person. Okay, yeah. But I don't know how good I'd be compared to, like, actual volleyball players. Like, I'm probably really bad. It's I feel like it's funny because volleyball, like, you when you play pickup, it's, like, so different than playing, like, in a real game. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, position. Like, most people don't usually play, like, positions when they're just playing pickup. Like, you just stand in a circle and, like, and closest person hit hits it. Yeah. And then, like, you know, so I feel like that's so different because we try to get, like, a very specific, like, bump, set, spike, like, when you're playing. So yep. then it's, like, you kind of always – like, for example, for me, it's always hard to play pickup volleyball because I'm a setter, so I'm, like, supposed to always get the second ball. Right. And so no one, like, has any regard for that when we're playing pickup. Like, it's <laughs> just, like, just trying to, hit it just trying to get side. it over the net. So, like, I get angry, and that's what I have to play. <laughs> <laughs> I have to play at a little bit – Higher of a level. <laughs> You're like, I just can't. Like, you just can't, you know? And I feel yeah. that way with basketball, actually, because I was a really good defensive player in basketball. It's all I did was play defense. Mm. So, for me, it's a little odd to play pickup basketball sometimes because no one wants to play defense, and no one wants that much defense played on them because mm-hmm. like, it's like, dude, why yeah. are you trying so hard? <laughs> so, for me, it gets a little frustrating to play so, pickup ball. Yeah. Luckily, my friends, like Mike, he's very competitive, so he don't mind me bumping up against him playing some good <laughs> defense. But uh, most people out there do not like that. Uh, but I can see that. I understand volleyball somewhat. I understand because it's a really cool sport. It is really cool. I really feel like there is a market for it. I could see it being like one of like the big sports one day, like maybe when mm-hmm. we're older. Because it's, it's non-contact. It's a lot of fun, kind of like the way tennis is, like back and forth. It's like so much fun. Yeah. Also, it's inclusive because the girls' games are just as good as the guys' games. Um, and also, all levels are pretty fun, too. It's mm-hmm. not like college. It feels it could, the competitiveness is still there as opposed to, like, pro- professional. I've never even seen professional. Yeah. I watch is college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there's a, there's room for volleyball out there. Go pick up your volleyballs, everybody, <laughs> and get fucking get good because yes. it's coming. Um, anyway. Aside from volleyball, I didn't even—I wasn't even planning on talking about volleyball. <laughs> How funny is that? It's too fun. That's why it is. Mm-hmm. So also, I guess we'll start with nursing a little bit. You're doing your precepting and all that garbage. First mm-hmm. of all, you're precepting at Lowell General. I'm actually at Leahy in the Leahy. ICU. Oh, I yeah. knew that. I mm-hmm. actually didn't know that. So is that where you want to work after, or would you want to work in like a perfect world? I think originally, like I really wanted to work in Boston and like kind of like work my way up there and like 
I don't know, work with really, really sick people and stuff. But now I kind of just want to, like... You're serious? <laughs> it's like, that's what I originally wanted no, to do. No, yeah, yeah. I right. don't... Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but now I'm kind of like, I just want to work, like... I just don't want to ever work weekends or holidays or nights or, like, anything like that. <laughs> so, um... I don't want to work the days that I don't want to work, so... No, that's valid. So, yeah. That's valid. We'll so, see. you could do... So, you'd want to kind of stay, stay in, like, a more relaxed area so then you could have more flexibility. Yeah, I think so. And I think I really like Leahy. Like, I never really, like, been over there at all. So, mm. I like it. And I also really like being in the ICU, which is, like... Really? Yeah. Mike likes the ICU. Yeah. I think I hear, I hear good things about the ICU. It's interesting. I like that you only have one or two patients to mm. focus on, like, all day. I think that's nice because you can, like... I guess get to get to know their all of their history and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I found that like, I don't want to say that it's boring when people like aren't like. As, like no, it's okay. Say it. You, I'm with you. I feel like you know what I mean. Want me to say it? <laughs> it's boring when people don't have like crazy sicknesses and illnesses and injuries. I mean, yeah. If, if you come in with a cough, get up. Like, take <laughs> no, some, that's take some how I felt when I was doing like. Last year, when we were doing, like, our PD rotation, I was in a school. Mm. I was, like, losing my mind. Well, because most of those kids are coming to get out of class. It's fake illness, yeah. I, I was know. that kid, by the way. I'm very sorry, because I'd go down to the nurse's <laughs> office, like, every day, basically. My tummy hurts. Go lay down in the back. Thank you. And i just go lay down. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because I didn't have a phone back then, really. So I wonder what I was doing. You were just thinking. Oh, that that probably is why I am the way I am. Those hours in the in the nursing room, dark room. Oh, I I cut the lights because oh. I was like, I don't I want to darken this bitch. And then a black leather, like, long chair, kind of like the ones yep. that they have at like a doctor's office, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. And you just lay there and in your thoughts in the dark mm. for like thirty minutes. You come out. All right, I'm good to go. Kind of like <laughs> mental health breaks before those were a thing. Yeah. I'm pioneer really <laughs> i'm a fucking pioneer so you worked in the school um well just for like my one some like half a semester that yeah. i had to do that i don't even remember what school i was at i just like, <laughs> was it in lowell i think it was tuxbury mm, yeah so pretty close yeah there was just there was no kids there that had anything serious going on at all yeah it's like, like none of them cracked their skulls open mm, i was just like why oh, so that happened to me once I cracked you my cracked- skull on Christmas. No. Dead serious. <gasps> I broke my foot on my birthday. So I can't you broke your foot on your birthday? Are you one of those people that, like, on holidays things happen? It's only my birthday. It's always the worst my day of the year. My birthday is always, not the worst day, my birthday has always been the worst day. I think from 16 to 20, mm-hmm. I had something, I got my first job ever on, like, my 16th birthday. And then I got my license on my 17th. Oh, wow. And then I was in Baltimore for my 18th, like, school project. Ooh. Yeah, it was interesting. Actually, I think it was in Philly and Baltimore, kind of both. So I was kind of bouncing around on that day. And then my 20s, like the, it was like, I think it was like the day that they announced, like, we're not going back to school. Oh. Because it's the beginning of April. And they were like, yeah. we're extending this forever. And I was like, <laughs> oh. So I'm pretty sure a couple of birthdays in a row, I was like, whoa, stop. Why is this happening? A couple times. But yeah, for you, tough. broke your foot. I broke my foot. Yeah, I've spent multiple in the hospital. Yeah. Um, so do we know. want to talk about just... your time in the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. First things first, Alex, and for everyone <laughs> listening, you. I want to. I want this to be recorded. I don't want people to think oh, that I'm like making you say anything. <laughs> if at any point you want to not talk 
or you want to move on or you want to play a game instead i have games i have anything else (laughs) we can do we can cut the cameras and stop at 20 minutes in because this is all about you just so you know but you had cancer (laughs) so can you talk no it's like i laugh whenever anyone says that word sometimes yeah so what can you take me just take us through a little bit of like the what happened? Chronologically? Chronologically. Okay. Chronologically. So basically, I just woke up one day in the middle of the night, random pain. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like shooting down the back of my leg so bad. I was like, what? Like, I was like crying. Like, I was like freaking out. It was, it's like weird, like Bernie pain, right? Really? And I used to be a gymnast too, like when this was like going on. So okay. I like went to the doctor and they thought I like slipped a disc or something weird. Like, they thought it was like sciatica for a while, like nerve pain, like all yeah. these weird things. Because who would think cancer when you're like 13? Right. 13 so, years old, by the way. So I, then I went in, got an MRI. They figured it out. Um, and then everything just starts so fast. Like, they just, like, put you into chemo, like, super fast. Really? Yeah. And I had no idea, like, about anything because I was 13. Like, yeah, no yeah, one, yeah, like, in yeah. my family even, like, hadn't even really watched anyone go through it yet. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even really upset when I found out it was cancer. <laughs> like, I was just like, all right. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, People were dropping gifts in my house. I was like, I can <laughs> make it work. This is lit. <laughs> Getting webkins and shit. Oh, like, so many go. webkins. Um, so, yeah. So, then, like, I kind of realized how bad it was going to be, like, when I went in for surgery to have, like, my port put in place. And then they just start chemo the next day. Like, really? so fast. And I was so sick. Like, my chemo that I had just made you, like, basically, imagine having, like, the stomach flu, but, like, for, like, a week straight. Really? It was horrible. So bad. That is criminal. Yeah. That's so tough. So what was the day, what was, like, the day that you, like, got the the scan? So you said you didn't really, it didn't really register. Did you think it no. didn't register or you just didn't know? So you were, like, I think, even... I think it, like, it registered that I was going to be sick for a while, but I didn't realize how, like, miserable it was going to be, like, going through it and then how long it was going to be, too, because it was, yeah. like, basically a whole year that I was going through treatment and everything. So, yeah, so it lasted a year. Yeah. Treatment. And then after that, like, what's the aftermath like? Because like, that, that could take a long time, I'm still figuring it out. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say, well, I don't know. Because I don't know. There's no, like, switch where, like, it just flips and you're just, like, back to, like, normal life. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you just kind of, like, leave chemo and you just, like, don't really know what to do with yourself. And you just, like, try to, like, get back into, like, normal, like, school. Yeah. And everything like that. And, like, friends. Because you can actually see people again. Yeah. Do you miss a year of school? Is that what happened? Yeah. I basically just skipped. They I let just you skip just skip, eighth though. grade. <laughs> yeah. You're still really smart, though. Oh, so don't, <laughs> it didn't really seem to do Well, I think the eighth grade's pointless anyway, so. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, it was 8th grade? Pretty much, yeah. You know what's really funny? I loved 8th grade. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of crazy that, like, I was having a ball, and, like, you just simply weren't. Not. So, like, <laughs> no, I just, um, I think about that type of, like, stuff all the time. It helps me bring me down when I'm up too high, and, like, bring me up when I'm down to, like, think of, like, if I'm really, if I'm in, like, a bad spot, I'd be, like, mm-hmm. all right, there's there's people out there having fun. Let me try to be one of them people. Yeah. And then if I'm, like, too, like, heads in the clouds mm-hmm. a little bit, because that's a thing, I think, when you're too high up and you feel like you're, like, having so much fun and so great. So you got to remember, like, 
be ready because anything could happen yeah any moment. that's true and uh so things like that are good to know stories mm-hmm. like this are good to know you got to meet tuka rask i did so i did i was in a lot of drugs i don't remember a lot of it <laughs> do you remember um, do you like remember it or do you think you're making the memory in your head from no i remember like a tiny bit of it i remember <laughs> that i was like getting a foot rub actually by tuka rask <laughs> no, well, she, her name was Bambi, actually. Her um, name was Bambi? Her name was Bambi. She's really cool. I don't know where she is, but she's really cool. Shut up, Bambi. Hopefully she <laughs> finds us somehow, some way. Um, yeah, she used to give me one. Like, every day that I came in for chemo, it was wow. super relaxing. And my dad actually came in. He was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I think there's a guy from One Direction here. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> and he was like... <laughs> like skinny and like he doesn't like look yeah. what you would think i don't know i guess under the helmet and everything yeah they all look, goalies look fat exactly and so my dad was so surprised and he was like two grass came and was like oh hi so <laughs> like, he was just visiting like you know just, sometimes they do that they just visit like the, the yeah. cancer floor <clears throat> take a couple pictures like sign an autograph and like talk to you for a minute and then they just go and see all the kids and you don't remember not much else <laughs> i wonder how many kids don't remember probably most. the majority of them they think they're going yeah. and doing this really nice thing because they don't know that i bet i bet most of them don't know that that these kids like you know they know that they're like going through something they're probably yeah. on drugs of some sort but like you don't realize just how much especially when you're so little too like i feel like like because i would say most of the kids were like under like four like, I feel like whenever I went in for chemo, yeah. like, it was all, like, babies and stuff like that. There wasn't a lot of, like, adolescents, I was going to say, did you meet anybody? Like, you're not allowed to, like, talk to anybody, really. Well, I made a couple of friends, but, like, we don't really stay in touch as much. Like, one of them I know, it was hard for her. She kind of, like, cut off, like, contact with me and, like, one of our, my other friends because she, like, relapsed. And oh, it was just, like, yeah. too much for her to, like, be friends with people who, mm. who didn't, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, is That's tough. really sad. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So you met. So how do you meet people during that time? Like, do you just like you're in like the same pool for chemo? Well, like, <laughs> well, like, it's hey. kind of cool. They like redid the whole Jimmy Fund over when I was there. So okay. now it's like instead of having like your own individual like little chemo room, it's just yeah. like bunch of chairs like really comfy chairs with like iv poles basically and you can all, you can shut your curtain if you don't want to talk to anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you couldn't like open it up and like face each other and like kind of just meet people that way you're like chemo mingling yes that's <laughs> exactly cute. It's, it's pretty cool that's yeah. so fun oh, until bet- someone starts like and then it's kind of sad. And you're like, okay. It's like, yeah. Jimmy's curtain's been closed. <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah, I could see that, too. Because then it's mm-hmm. like, you're playing a kind of tough game because it's the only people that understand you. Yeah. But it's the only people that can really, like, shock you, too. Exactly. everybody else at that point is not going through anything that really will scare you. Yeah. So, like, no one can really bring you down in those days, <laughs> I feel like. Like, no one can bring you down. Everyone... <laughs> Uh, but if, like, you know, you see something like that, you're like, oh, wow, that can really change everything. So when mm-hmm. did you, when was, like, remission day? Well, I basically consider it January 7th, which oh, is yeah. what I was, like, celebrating. My anniversary <laughs> Because that's the day I got my port out. Right. So that was, like, the day I was like, yeah, I'm fucking done. See ya. I'm hopefully not coming back anytime Let's soon. fucking go. So, yeah. Wow. That's really cool. So you celebrate, yeah, all right, this is important. <laughs> um, I don't know how many people do this. This is the first time I've heard of this. I don't know a lot of people that have had cancer and made it. So, like, I feel <laughs> like I should, uh, which also, just first of oh, all. Thank you. <laughs> incredible. Really cool. 
you know, not cool to happen, but cool to say it's in your past. Yeah. So, you do cancerversary. I do. Can you explain, first of all, your how how you did your first cancerversary? Like, when did this become a thing? Well. And, like, why it's, because it was very important for you to celebrate, I could tell, mm-hmm. what you talked about, so why yeah. it's so important. Okay, so my first, okay, I didn't celebrate, like, a year out, my cancerversary. I kind of, like... We were celebrating the whole year, actually, <laughs> the whole year. We were just fucking doing whatever you wanted. That's like, so awesome. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was that was good. But then I would say probably, like, my three-year anniversary, we'll call it, I had a giant chocolate fountain party, and all my friends came over, and we just, like, ate a bunch, and that's, like, exactly what I want to do, like, every <laughs> single year for it. You just um, want to eat. I just want to eat. Gladness. I just want to be happy. I'm alive. We're all alive, you know? Yeah. And... I just, like, I guess I like to celebrate it, one, because every single year out is, like, another year that, like, the percentage goes down that it all um, relapse. Yeah. Totally. So I love, like, celebrating that because it's, like, you know, whoo, yeah. made it again. Yeah, another year. And then it's also kind of just, like, a reminder to myself, like, I'm so lucky, like, to be here right now. So it's such a tough thing to say to someone so <laughs> that's gone through that to say, I say that type of shit to people that have gone through stuff all the time. People that have gone through stuff and it didn't go right, I'll be like, you're lucky. Like, yeah. and it's hard to hear sometimes. Like, I can imagine, like, if someone else says it at the wrong time, you're like, all right, well, I'm not that lucky. Yeah. If I was that lucky, I'd be it's like, like compared you. to who, but, like, yeah. yeah. But it's good to have that mindset. It's really, it's it's an amazing thing mm-hmm. to have that mindset. And also just to have that in your past and, like, you're probably, you're just ten times stronger mentally like really really what could drag you that far down that's and i always tell myself that too like i'll get sad over something like ridiculous and i'll be like i'm not on chemo right now like (laughs) i have no reason to be sad like you have a test and you have like a nursing yeah probably like lucky Um, i have a test yeah and you're like Mm -hmm. studying for the end collection you're like oh my god this is the hardest thing i've ever had to do and you're like no, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it is. Actually, I say, that, I say that to my dad all the time. He's like, would you shut the fuck up? Like, <laughs> this is not the hardest thing you've had to do. Yeah. Not even close. No. Uh, so, yeah, it's really, I always, I've been saying to Kira, because she has to work on the weekends, mm-hmm. and, like, it sucks, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the girl she got that she's precepting with is really cool, and I've been saying to her that, like, or that is really good, at least. And I've been saying to her, a lot of times when something is, like, a really bad future, or if it's, like, a really bad present sometimes, mm-hmm. it'll make for a great past. Because, like, when she's out of that, when you're when she's done with all the nonsense, she's going to miss a lot of weekends. You miss, like, a lot of your time, and, like, you miss all that. When you're out, that being, like, something you've been through is is just, like, it's all money in the bank kind of from here on out. Yeah. It's all house money you're playing with. Mm-hmm. So you just, it gives you that appreciation. That first year out must have been the most fun year of your life well it's funny because like well i would say that i would say that definitely and it's like i don't even remember the year that i was sick as being like entirely bad because i think like the contrast of like how bad things were mm. made like all the normal things i got to do like really fucking good <laughs> like, yeah 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 just yeah. like so i don't know i would say that but um i just lost my train of thought actually but the year that you um the year oh after. yeah so yeah the year after like it was actually a really hard trend like transition year because I had been out right. of school for so long and just like now I was going to high school and like trying to like figure that out while also kind of like being bald. <laughs> like <laughs> That's also true. And like, I don't know, coming back into my friend group because I mean I had great I had great friends, but like you have to 
you know, kind of grow apart a little mm-hmm. bit because, like, I'm stuck in my house. I'm stuck at the hospital. Like, I couldn't do everything I wanted to do with them. So, like, I feel like I was doing that. And then I was just, like, I went from sitting at home and doing nothing all day and, like, trying to heal to, like, all of a sudden I have so much schoolwork and I don't get mm-hmm. home until 6 because I have volleyball. And, like, I just, like, just basically 0 to 60, like, completely. How much, like, leeway was everyone giving you? <clears throat> I assume, like planning but like maybe not because you went from middle school to high school so That's, high school might i think not that was an issue much. yeah they like i think they knew but they like didn't really get it and like so it was because i also um it was just like i think yeah i think it was just because it was high school because it was like a different thing they just like didn't because the year i was sick they like understood that i was sick and like mm. i couldn't be there but then it was like i'm not sick anymore and they like kind of don't really think that there's and any they weren't there it wasn't like because you know when I assume the whole middle school was probably, like, very aware yeah. of your scenario. Whereas, like, the high school, probably less so. Like, I imagine, like, when you're in high school, if you heard, like, a kid in the middle school, like, one of the right. middle schools in Melrose, like, uh, illness, you'd be like, oh, that's so sad. But you yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't be, like, on, like, your, I was probably in, like, the middle school, like, halls, like, people talking about the teachers would yeah. give updates, I assume, just, mm-hmm. like, you know, which is. Although, one time, I actually like there's some people that are completely oblivious because i was wearing my little bandana over my bald head in middle school (laughs) and someone asked me to take it off because it was like a gang sign (laughs) 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 and i was like they thought you were part of a gang (laughs) oh my god i have fucking eyebrows eyebrows like i was like oh my god so obviously i I took it off because i was like you took it off for and a minute because I was like trying to make them feel stupid I what, guess. What did they say? They were just like oh my god I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was a teacher? Like yeah it was like a teacher like walking oh, through the hallway is. and she was like take your bandana off. Oh, they're out of the they're out of their tree. They must <laughs> have no idea. Was it was actually on. like a whole thing because one of my best friends at the time so I had like a party and my aunt who's a hairdresser like cut everyone's hair to That's like donate it. Cute it was really did cute. All, I didn't ask anyone to do it. Some people did, actually, which is crazy. This one girl I'm talking about, she did. Yeah. Like, she basically buzzed it. So she had, like, almost like your hair. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and she wore, like, a cute little bandana headband. And they were like, you can't do that. Like, that no. has to be a gang sign or, like, whatever it was. That has to be they a gang have, sign. Oh, my God. Middle school, Melrose, Massachusetts. Like, it has to be a gang sign. <laughs> yeah, middle school, Melrose, Massachusetts. Like, um, little white girls running around with, with, <laughs> yeah. with white bandanas. They're like something's not adding up mm-mm. <laughs> like mm-mm. this is gang activity <laughs> like so i felt really bad for her because she because <laughs> she had to walk they literally wouldn't let like her a wear boy it. after that like no they wouldn't let her wear it that is so crazy to me yeah wow yeah i would have snapped if i was like one of the parents if i was like that i think parent, your mom did a little i would have fucking snapped would have walked in that school and been like <laughs> you guys i will burn this place to the ground with the kids in it <laughs> I might have to delete that because then, then I get put on a watch list next thing you know and then like school burns down with 800 kids and the first person they knock on the door is going to be mine uh, I would never do that I love children I actually do love kids I love working with kids too have you ever done like counseling or anything like camp counselor I worked at a daycare like all throughout high school that's cool that's cool so yeah. what is it like oh actually this is this is a good little comparison I was thinking about this while you were talking the a lot of things you were saying reminded me of, like, what people were going through through COVID. Like, even if you didn't have it. Because mm-hmm. everyone has to kind of isolate. You have to, like, you go from a year yeah. doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of, some friends get further. Some friends got a little closer. That's how I always said COVID was. There was yeah. a ring that got put around your life. Like, usually all friends were kind of just, like, spread. Some were pretty good. Some were 
close, some were a little closer, but it was all kind of like a mesh. Mm-hmm. I said that COVID put a ring around your life and it was magnetic, right? So imagine you're here, this is the circle, this is the ring. And so everyone on the outside of that ring got thrown out. Yeah. Everyone on the inside of the ring got sucked in. So it's mm-hmm. like your family, maybe like your three closest friends, and that's all you could hang out with. Yeah. So that's kind of how I envisioned that. Mm-hmm. Did you feel at all, it's just a weird way to put it, were, were you prepared for COVID when it happened? Or were you like... Like because of everything? <laughs> yeah. Or, or did you feel like, because um, obviously your immune system, like issues... That's like an interesting thought. I guess, I mean, maybe maybe in a way, like I was kind of, because I don't remember taking it as hard like, as, like as some people one. did. Yeah. I'm really good at being lazy. Like I can watch TV all hey, day. I wonder why. Because you had to. <laughs> you know? I was... So, I don't know, I guess, I guess, yeah, like, kind of. Yeah, you were, like, pretty prepared for yeah. that moment. <laughs> and then coming back, for a lot of people, it was really hard. Like, I know my first semester back, my grades weren't as good. Like, just things were a little tougher, yeah. like, in person for the first time. I was like, Where's that? Was there any, like, rust knocking off for you, or um, did you feel a little prepared? I think, I think my grades probably tanked a little bit, too. A little bit, yeah. But besides that, like, I think I think it was a pretty smooth transition, so yeah. maybe it is because I've done it before. Yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you've gone through, like, two moments in your life, yeah. which is, like, not funny, but this is interesting. Um, me, on the other hand, I have zero experiences like that. I've, like, broken my nose, and I was like, wow, that's, this is the end of my though. world. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's tough. But you don't really realize that, like... I don't know. I never had, like, my uncle got cancer. My uncle died of cancer when I was a senior in high school. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you don't realize, like, what the hell is possible until it happens. Yeah. So, like, it can really be, like, a shocking thing. Yeah. To, like, see, especially if it, like, really goes all the way through and you're like, oh, wow. It's, like, it's not just, like, other people. Like, this stuff happens yeah, to us, too. Yeah, that's That was the craziest thing for me is that it was, like, Cause I remember when they when they found like my tumor, like they didn't immediately think it was like cancer, like it could have been like a cyst or like something benign. And so they were telling me that, and I was like, okay, it probably is. Yeah, cause like why it wouldn't be me? Why would I? Be? Yeah. So then I was like, I remember actually like telling my friends like about that, and they were like, oh my god, like aren't you scared? Like what if it's like cancer? So, yeah. Like no. <laughs> me? <laughs> like, I'm not other to me. people. <laughs> like you know. So like I guess yeah. I mean it really does like shock you, and then. Now I think everything bad's gonna happen to me. So, <laughs> so you're that's enough. That's a go the negative. opposite way completely. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a lot of people though. I know my sister. What is it called? Like, hypochondriac. Yeah, I think you that's you think what's everything called. is like. So mm-hmm. my sister will like sweat a little more that day, and she'll be like, she's like, I must be losing all the water in my body. Like that's that's <laughs> I must be dehydrating like like a, like a dehydrated fruit. Yeah, and like that's what she thinks. Like for real. Um, whereas me, I'm one of those people that like. I guess is how you were before. Where mm-hmm. like, I have like random like my skin's not clear. Like I have like all over my back is like just like little fucking bumps. And to me, I'm just like ah skin. Like you know, <laughs> should I get it checked? Maybe, but like my sister would have. I want to get a check oh, yeah. zapped out right mm-hmm. away. But me, not so much. So I feel like until it happens to you, or unless you're just born that way, you just kind of like playing the odds yeah i guess Mm -hmm. do you feel so you said you feel kind of lucky overall i feel very lucky well because i have like seen it go you know the opposite direction yeah like a lot a lot of people that i cared about like a lot of my friends too like going through it so i i do i feel so lucky and i also feel lucky that like i like i feel like i don't know if this is like 
hyping myself up, but like I feel like you wouldn't know, like looking at me. You wouldn't know. I and would I never, think that's never that's so not the case for so many people. Like you know, like you might be have missing a leg, like you know yeah, what I mean, or like yeah. I don't know, just like there's just little things. My mom had cancer when she was nine. Oh really? Yeah, and so but the thing was they didn't like she didn't I don't know it was when she was nine that was fifty years ago. Or less than that. Sorry, mom. You're not that old. Uh, shout out my mom. She <laughs> watches these and she gets mad because I've never shouted her out really. <laughs> also happy mom. I get to be in the mom show. Right, you episode. are. You're in the mom shout out. So she'll watch this one the most. Yeah. Um, she'll probably also watch this because it's probably the most interesting episode I've ever done. Um, so she had to cut off her foot, and like yeah, they just cut wow. off like her like the top part of her foot. So like she has like some heel. Okay. It's like weird, but the thing is, you can't just put like a fake foot cast yeah. on it needs to go up to your knee so you don't fuck up your joints on right it. so she's had a full extra it's like a leg yeah her whole life basically wow. i've not even been younger than nine sorry mom check that uh <laughs> so she like has a whole thing that goes up her leg like my dad met her that way um and like she had to you know go through some of those questions that like, you i guess don't have to go through of like yeah do I have to, like, how am I going to find a guy? Like, how is this going to happen? I can't play sports. Like, right. my mom did a great That's job. Funny. She was, like, running around on it as, like, in a year, which, like, the doctors were amazed. They sent, That's like, amazing. veterans to her house to, like, and she'd tell them about, like, the surgery and, like, it's fine. Like, they put this leg on. Like, it's no and big look, deal. <laughs> and she'll run around the house and be like, look, you oh can my run. God. Like, she was on the news. Wow. I found out this all, like, last year. It's <laughs> just, like, really funny. That's amazing. I always knew she had the thing, but, I, like... My dad's a storyteller, not my mom. So, like, she never like, said anything. And then I found out all that from my dad, of course. And I went and asked her, and she said the same thing. But, yeah, she had cancer in her foot. Do you know what kind it was? I don't know, actually. Because I'm wondering if it was bone cancer, because that's what I had. Was it bone cancer? So, like, oh, so that's really, how did you, how did they not have to do anything? Well, it was, so mine was, like, in, like, my lower back. So, like, so I had I oh, had to wow. choose. I had to choose, like do the surgery and have like a very high chance of being paralyzed like waist down yeah or do radiation and mm -hmm. have like a higher chance of like cancer coming back or like a different kind yeah so my so, uncle when he so he got cancer rest in peace uncle mike we love you uh <laughs> so he um when he got the cancer it was bile duct cancer which is like okay. very unrecoverable i guess they say um and then I don't know if something spread to his back or whatever happened, but they, he had that type of option. Okay. And it was the same uh, outcomes. Either he gets lower leg, like lower body paralysis, or it works, you know? Mm -hmm. And he did it. He got the paralysis. Oh. And then once that happened, he was like, all right, let's fuck yeah. He's He was hilarious, by the way. My <laughs> Uncle Mike, was, he did some stand-up. He was one of the funniest oh, dudes that. I've ever met in my life. So he was like... Actually, you want to hear his last words to me? These are really good. There's a little, it's morbid to, no, I want to, to, to talk about, but like, it's really fucking funny. So, his, not the last words I remember, but the last words to me, he was like, you know, he was all old. It looked old and he looked like beat up. He was just like, oh. And I went over to the bed and I was talking to him and like, and I was crying. I gave him a hug and I was like, I love you, whatever. And I didn't think he, he wasn't saying much. And he, I started kind of walking away and he like, told someone to like he was kind of like looking at me and like pulling me over and i was like oh like what like he has something to tell me he's gonna pass on some like, oh. inspiration or something so i lean over and he goes are you a virgin <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> and i looked down i was like no and then I walked 
had to know. He had to know. He had to know. And I don't know. Like, you want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, I, I was just wondering, because like, he always was writing down, like he thought something funny. He things. So I'm wondering, like, in what note somewhere. This was a joke. Like, he knew you were going to live with this. He knew I was doing rest. Yeah. He knew this was like a thing, because he knew it would live. Yeah. That's why he told jokes. So he was, he was awesome for that. But he. It's interesting to see. I guess I've had more cancer experience than I thought. Yeah, you really have. My nana had cancer three times. Oh, that's horrible. And then she died because she fell. Not even because of cancer. Like. <laughs> Stop it. Love you, nana. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> what, a, what a world we live in. It really is. She beat it three times. She was bald three times. Wow. Old, what kind like, did she have, you know? I think breast cancer and then, like, lung oh, cancer. she had, like, all different kinds. Yeah. Wow. Well, she, was, uh, cha- she smoked all the time. Okay. until Until she got the cancer for whatever affected that thing that might have been mm-hmm. in her lungs. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was, Probably. like, uh, I don't know, something like that. Something like, uh, I don't know. And then, um, yeah, she did that forever. She was always smoking when I was young. And then she stopped obviously because like you yeah. get jammed up yeah. <laughs> she was she had to get cut off for a year she was like what the this is my big tie at that point let me take my cigs uh but yeah so she beat it three times which is just like it almost like i'm wondering like what kind of roll of the dice it is like how much is it how much do you feel like it was you having like a lot of resolve versus like just luck with with, with you like, with how much me. do you feel like it was like you being like strong through the process oh, versus right. you being versus it just like working out your way well that's tough I mean I always tell like when I get into a bad mood like I like to say it was not me at all and like I was like <laughs> like I was thrown into a wheelchair and like wheeled into the hospital like I was like my mom was like no get the fuck into that chair like so I didn't really like bring myself to chemo like at all like it was I up to me like, I would have been in bed yeah um so I don't know. But then I also think that, like, it was a lot of luck because I, f- it, the placement of mine was, like, right next to, like, one of the biggest nerves that goes down your leg. So, like, you're going to you're gonna know that it's there. So yeah. I was lucky enough that I found it so early. It was only stage one. And so, like, I feel like, I feel like for me, maybe I was also just dumb, but, like, <laughs> I didn't, like, worry so much about, like, losing my life. Yeah. throughout the process it was more just like how absolutely miserable like my types of chemo were and like how yeah. often i had to go in like because my like the kind of treatment for my cancer is like just brutal like how it's just often like were you no. going in? so it was every other week five days and like some people go like not that it's easy at all yeah, yeah. but like one day a month like you know what i mean and yeah. so like so it's like it was totally different like mine was my whole entire year like yeah for so it was, long i'm sorry five days uh a week either? every other week every other week yeah so, so like i'd five. have like a week off but then you'd feel miserable until like the last day and then you have to go back in again okay yeah so so wait you'd feel so it makes you feel like sick it makes yeah. you feel worse mm-hmm and then you don't feel bad, and then you have to go in? Yeah. Is that what happens? Because oh, what the funny man. thing about it is, like, it kills, like, all, like, your blood cells and stuff like that. So, like, yeah. that's, like, I mean, I don't know how much science to get into right now, but, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, like, harder to, like, breathe. Like, you, like, feel so exhausted. So, like, then my counts are, like, like, my body's, like, regenerating my blood cells, like, working so hard until, yeah. like, the last day before I'm about to go to chemo was, like, the best I feel. Mm. And then, so we'd always have to do something fun that day, but I'd know the whole time I had to go do it again the next like, day. All right. So. We're going to get ice cream. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I know what this is. 
Nah, I know what this is. Get me in the car. <laughs> you're getting, like, placed in. <laughs> you're, like, past you guys. You're like, all right, this is pretty cool. So what were some, like, activities you did, I guess, during that year? Because you said, like, some, some things felt more, like, Yeah, important. I, my mom would take us, like, I went to. Aquarium? I did go to the aquarium, Fucking, actually. that's the first place I'd I go did. if I had cancer. I. <laughs> that's the first first place I go. I think anyone's like, yeah. So funny. I, so the Jimmy Fun is, like, amazing. And they organize, like, trips and, like, groups and stuff that they can just, like, spoil you on. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job, Jimmy Fun. <laughs> the Red Fun. Sox, too. They're really huge. Yep. Family group. Good job, um, guys. I got to, so I got to go to spring training with them, like, when I was sick, which is really cool. I got to go mm-hmm. for, like, a whole, like, long weekend. That's fun. And then I just, like, That's got Florida, to. Right? Yeah, it yep. was in. Tampa? Mm, I have no idea. I'm sorry. Fort Myers. Fort Myers? No, yeah, Fort Myers. It is Fort Myers, right. for sure. I should definitely know. But, um, and then I, like, went away with them for, like, a girl's trip into Boston and, like, just got to buy, like, it was a shopping spree, basically. Really? Yeah. So, like, they, I was just spoiled. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> You're literally dying. You're like, woohoo. Well, it's horrible because, like, you go with everyone, they're all dying. We had to have, like, oh, no. we had, like, like a bedroom in the hotel that was just, like, suitcases of, like, oh, drugs, like, literally. And you just, like, show up at, like, what time you're supposed to take your meds, and they just, like, taking their drugs deal and... them out, you know? Uh, it's a wonderful thing, though. That is, is one of the, like, like, those, like, the Make-A-Wish program, things like that mm-hmm. really are just, like, the most amazing. So important. It's so cool because, like... It's just so easy. Because, like, in reality, like, we think these things are so hard to do. Like, you know, like, oh, like, oh, it's hard to go away for a weekend or, like, to do this thing. And, like, if they, people think of it as hard. But it's not. It's fucking... A hotel can spare a room. You exactly. know? Like, mm-hmm. a guy can take 15 minutes of his time to come say hi. Like, right. a rasp. Not that it take... Not that, you know, probably like an hour. But, like, so what? Like, if yeah. you really, in that scope, because, like, from these kids' perspectives, from this family's perspectives, more than anything, honestly, it's a lot of solace for the family. It's like, yeah, yeah we can all mm-hmm. pitch in for, like, 15 minutes of our time, $5 for my taxes, whatever it takes exactly. to give these kids a good time. And it could be, like, the coolest thing they ever do, like, their Easily. own life. Like, yeah, I so, mean, you know, if yeah. I was, whenever I go to the aquarium, I say that's the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> my guess is as good as it gets <laughs> at this aquarium right now. Um, so you... I guess from the way beginning you said, like, it's almost not fun when people aren't, like, really sick. Cause, <laughs> but is that what got you to do nursing? It is. It is, actually. So, I guess it's kind of a sad story, actually. Oh, like, what got go. me into right. it. So, oh. I don't know if you want me to share. I'm ready. Like, no, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Right, I, I'm ready. I don't mind telling a story. Okay. But basically, I wanted to be a nurse because I experienced good and bad nurses and like mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference like huge like in ways that like people wouldn't even understand like it makes such a big difference like bambi like bambi was the fucking best <laughs> fucking just bambi you're crying um, no no no, no okay. I, I won't cry okay but um <laughs> <Okay if you> <laughs> <do>. <laughs> yeah. so basically like i said that like i never really like feared for my life but there was like one day where like i really thought it was the day like it was gonna happen wow and my whole family did too so basically what happened was I was at, so for the time that I was getting radiation, I had to go to a different hospital. Mm-hmm. So I was at MGH and I had to be on their like PD like unit to get chemo instead okay. of just like being on the Jimmy Fun floor that I was telling you about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had different nurses. They didn't know my whole situation. They probably didn't see like cancer kids that much because 
you know, they like most would just go straight to the Jimmy Fund. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so somebody messed up my meds, basically. No. Yeah. So I was on so many different like meds that like mess with your like brain, basically, because it was like anti-anxiety, like anti, um, like pain meds, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like they had been, I'm really sensitive. I'm just like a really sensitive to drugs person, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I was taking them and they had like this scheduled out like on my usual chemo place and it, I would take them hours apart so they would never really interact with each other and I wouldn't have to like feel all those like kind of feelings like at the same time. Yeah. And so they just gave them to me all at the same time and I just took them because I was art I was out of it. I didn't couldn't yeah, yeah. make my own decisions. I couldn't totally. really stick up for myself like that. And I had like my mom calls it like a psychotic break. <laughs> so I was like so loopy like nobody knew what was going on like I couldn't talk I couldn't talk no. I was like trapped like inside it was so so <sighs> scary I remember just like feeling like everything that was like going on like in my body like I don't think that's like real but like that's how I would describe <sighs> it like I remember I was like my dad was holding my hand he was like talking to me and he was like telling me like stories from my childhood and that's like trying to like go. give me something <laughs> trying so i was like just like literally this i was probably staring i'm like but like he was talking to me and like i couldn't say anything i couldn't move like i was like literally just like the whole hours this was like five hours and like nobody knew what was really going on they found out they figured out when i came out of it and like explained to them what was going on that like it was the meds wow but i so that was like that was the worst and like not that nurses make mistakes all the time and i don't think she's necessarily a bad nurse but like I want to make sure that never happens to right. anyone else, right. like, family, ever again. You know? Exactly. Uh, I wonder, I bet there's, I feel like I've heard a statistic about it before. The amount of times, because cancer's a long-haul fight, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of room for error. And, like, it's no one's fault, but, like, you know, if they're 99.9% accurate. Yeah. And you're there for three years. <clears throat> there's something. a chance, yeah. you know, something could happen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, like, I'm not, I don't know how I'd even look it up. Should I? It's like what percentage of cancer patients that die is it because of like errors? Yeah, that's errors? that's interesting. I wonder. Should I look that up? Uh, are you I interested? Don't think in, I'm gonna like the you, I don't know if I want to know the <laughs> no, answer. No, I think you should look it up though. What? What was I just saying? Percentage yeah. of people of cancer patients die. <laughs> patients die from error. I bet this will. It might pop up. Uh, oops. Actually, no. That's just that's just all people. Medical <laughs> error, third leading cause of death in America. By wow. The way. So I guess we could stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, what percentages of deaths are caused by medical errors? Ten percent. Hello. Ten <laughs> percent of deaths are caused by medical errors. Wow. So that's but that's just death. You know, think yeah. about how many times someone's, like, lost a leg or, like, right. like, blind or whatever. So your goal is to keep to be the best nurse you can be. Yeah. So you can keep that from happening at a better rate than anybody else. Because you'll make yeah. mistakes, too. So. Right. I think that I'll, like, double check more than, like, the average person would. You'll quadruple check. Just, yeah. Like, okay, so is Just the amount because... are we sure? Is that the amount sure? Is that the amount? Right? Okay, good. Okay, one more time. Good. All right. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> then you still make mistakes. Yeah, I'm sure I will not feel horrible, but. Yeah, it'll hit you hard. Yeah. Your first, your first mistake, you better have some friends on standby. No, seriously. Because it'll, it'll hit, for mm-hmm. sure. Because you'll be like, I remember when I was that kid. Um... <laughs> 
it's really interesting. It's a really cool story to hear. I feel like a lot of people need to hear something like that. Or really, I don't know. It's so important for me. Like that, going through that time out of my uncle was going through all that. Mm-hmm. My their family stayed with us. So like, cause they live at the Cape in the best hospitals okay, in Boston. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they lived in Medford with us, like in our basement. They were with us like a lot of the time. We were in there like every day. Yeah. It was just like a lot. And I was like a senior in high school. So I was like also pretty busy that year. Yeah. And I just remember being like torn. There's a lot going on. That's just me. And then you have to like help like your sibling, help your relatives deal with it. And mm-hmm. you can't really be the one, you can't really deal with it at that moment. Yeah. So, um, but do you remember like what your family was going through at all? Obviously you're very focused on yourself. Right. But did you feel anything towards like your family? Do you guys like ever talk about it or anything? We talked about it a little bit. It's hard because I only have two brothers and they hate talking about feelings like so <laughs> much. Like it's hard to get anything out of them. But they're like, bros. they, oh yeah, they're, they're, brothers, they're, they're tough bros. guys. Like, they're tough guys. <laughs> right. So I remember just what I kind of like, like observed myself and like, they'd always kind of just be like, Hey, like while I sat there like on the couch, um, <laughs> like kind of check on me, but like kind of not. They're checking um, on you to the point of where their emotions aren't too stimulated. Exactly. Because otherwise then they have feelings. Exactly. And men can't have feelings. No, no. Right. And my brothers definitely tried to make me feel like I... <laughs> I was normal, and they could beat the shit out of me if they wanted to. (laughs) um, That's great. So that was good. But I know it was hard because my parents were, like, always with me, like, at the hospital or whatever. That's a good point. So they, like, spend a lot of time with, like, my relatives. And, like, we didn't really have, like, babysitters, but, like, my cousins would sometimes babysit. And then, like, my nana, grampy, like, everyone like that. So I think that they probably felt a little bit, like isn't for my parents just because they like yeah, couldn't give them as much like definitely. attention luckily they don't have emotions so it couldn't <laughs> so bother them probably they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um luckily they're bros yeah. are they older they're both younger actually younger yeah oh so they were being tough wow yeah one so one is two years younger and one is six years younger so he was a nugget six little nugget was yeah. being strong yeah <laughs> yeah wow that's kind of what happens though. i remember this like the role you take when something like that happens to your family, it will probably surprise you, or it's just maybe not even surprise you, but you don't know until until you're in that role. Mm-hmm. Like I remember watching. So my my uncle had three kids. My cousin Maggie, who was the last episode of the podcast, we have to talk oh. about my uncle Mike a little bit more. They love to talk about him because like mm-hmm. you know lives on through our words. Yeah. So my, Maggie, she was the oldest. Shane's the middle child, two years older than me. Maggie's five years older than me. And then Aiden is two years younger than me. So, like, they're all kind of, like, spread, like, four or four or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember Aiden was very, like, hysterical. He's the youngest. He was a little, like, hysterical during the process. Like, he was sad. He was crying a lot. It was a lot of, like, it was a lot. Yeah. Throughout, like, the process of, wow, like, like wow, was going on. Mm-hmm. Shane was, like, quiet, dead face, no emotions, pretty much. He always is. He's, like, he's, like, really tough. And then Maggie was kind of like a wild card. She was a little more, like she was dealing with it with humor kind of like how my uncle would mm-hmm. and then when he died and then on, like the funeral in the wake i remember it like all switched everything swapped yeah. so it was like he like aiden was like the stoic one shane was really emotional and then maggie was like didn't know how to deal with it anymore yeah. when she had all of these mechanisms mm-hmm. so it's just like really interesting because even someone that young like your little bro which is, how old was he then? Like, seven? Gosh, yeah. Yeah, I think he was, like, seven. Fucking seven years old. Yeah. And he ain't, like, hysterical. He wasn't. No. Whereas, like, me, 
I'm a little emotional. <laughs> I and if oh my god. <laughs> if Kaylee was like going, my cousin, my sister's Kaylee. She's five years older than me, so it's pretty similar. Yeah. She was going through something. Oh my lord. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord. I don't know what I do. I don't know what I do. Well, it's funny because like I can imagine like just if it was one of my brothers like going oh. through what I went through. No, I can't even talk about it. I just thought I you have the moment too where you're like harsh. No, just it's like, like nah. w- sometimes I think it's almost worse because it's like you oh. can't. Do, what are you gonna do? Like what can <laughs> right, you do? Right. Oh, it's so sad. You just, yeah, it's what a so... sad episode this is. <laughs> I sorry. really hope I'm bringing everybody with us, though. <laughs> People need to hear sad stuff in a yeah. light light. That's why I was really excited to do this, because I've not that we had ever talked about in depth, which is a good <clears> thing, because I could ask you real questions here. It wasn't like they're fake questions. <clears throat> but also, you, in the few times we've had like little conversations, you were so open and so like you had dealt with it. Definitely. Like, in your mind, this is something you've been through. Well, I, it's funny because, like, a lot of people, like, avoid, like, talking about it because, you know, they, like, assume that it's going to, like, trigger, like, me to be emotional and stuff. But, like, I actually love talking about it because it, like, I think about it all the time. Like, right. every day. Like, and it's, like, a huge part of my life. And, like, I would love to, like, <laughs> let some of the thoughts out. Like, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's, like, I don't really get to talk about it because, like, it just makes other people cry. So. Yeah, it makes people sad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get, like, emotional about it nowadays still? Like... I get emotional about, like, stuff that I deal with now. Like, I feel like now. And, like, stuff, like, and not even that I'm, like, I have a lot of, like, physical things that I deal with now. But I would say, like, mentally I do. Yeah. Like, totally. for example, like, we were, ta- we were talking about how, like, now I assume everything bad, like, is going to happen to me. Mm. And, like, that actually, mm. like wears on me like all the time like even we'll be like at smokehouse and i'm like i will definitely be drugged like someone is definitely going through for me right now and obviously that's even worse no that's why i sometimes i'm like (laughs) exactly exactly it's it's hard it's so hard and it's like i feel like a lot of people are like born with that like invincibility right kind of like Mm -hmm. mindset and i just don't that's gone that's long gone um this is it works in the opposite way too because and i was doing some research on like what like what makes people stay with your habits Mm -hmm. because i have not bad habits i just don't have good habits like i want to read i want to go to the gym (laughs) i want to do good things Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to build them up as habits i don't even got to think about it you know so i'm trying to find out like what ensures people continue to do something and so they say positive things make you like consistent with it like if you have a positive like reaction that dog's going ham right now yeah it really is i told you it sucks <laughs> sorry Leanna, your dog blows. um so if you have a positive like first interaction with something like if you win your first volleyball game mm-hmm. you're more likely to stick to it it's not like the whole and then that happens continuously too like if yeah. you have if you're continuously good at something you're more likely to stick to it when people are like oh like the more you lose the more you learn it's like not technically you might yeah. learn, learn more in a loss, mm-hmm. but you're less much less likely to stick to something. And I think it works the same way with what you're saying. Like you were you hit the inverse lottery. Yeah. So now like you have that experience and so now you feel like it is much more likely to happen yeah. when you have bad outcomes. Mm-hmm. Me, I live a pretty good life. I like to think I I have hit the life lottery in terms of like I'm very happy, no well, mental the best illness, girlfriend ever, I think. best girlfriend ever, <laughs> best family ever. Everything's my life is fucking awesome. So I've hit life lottery. So I just think it's gonna keep happening. Can we just thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, but like, 
shit happens. That was real wood. Shit happens sometimes, and like obviously bad things have happened to me too. But I'm already, I've already hit life lottery, so like I'm already good. Whereas you, it's the opposite. Like yeah. I always have a positive mindset, mm-hmm. and sometimes you'll have a negative. Mm-hmm. So like, do you have any like? ways of getting out of that or do you just kind of deal with it well like i said earlier like i tell myself i'm like i'm not on chemo right now like i need to stop being sad like i need to like just kind of change the way that i'm thinking about everything Mm. but i don't i don't know i became really good at distracting myself like throughout um treatment and everything like when i'd feel like shit i would just like kind of just like zone out and like go like into the tv literally like i would just so i'm really good at like just kind of like almost like disassociating Disassociating, yeah without the negative connotation disassociate it might be negative i don't know well i think it just has a negative like if someone hears like i was dissociating like it sounds Mm -hmm. bad but like in those scenarios yeah if if it's gonna you know keep you alive (laughs) (laughs) yeah then yes it's worth it so i'd say sadly like distraction is like my biggest coping mechanism hey that's not a bad one it's kind of like um how like if you i just think if you wanted to get something done the best thing do stay focused yeah the worst thing to, to do when you're out trying to do something is to distract yourself so i feel like that makes sense to me it's like yeah. that'd be the best thing to get your mind off of something you're focused on true is true. Distract yourself. Mm-hmm. so did you pick up any i know some people like they get cancer or like they're whatever and they start like painting or writing oh or... no i'm not good at any <laughs> you're not good at rain painting writing um... <laughs> reading watching movies tv i'm pretty good at watching tv <laughs> I, I do read. I like to read a lot, actually. Do you? Mm-hmm. You're an avid reader. I am an avid reader. What have you been reading? How much do you I read? I read... So, what I do is I, like, binge read over, like, vacation. So, like, winter break, the summer. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I don't read, like, at all over the semester. Because you have a lot of stuff to do. I, yeah. And I feel like when I'm reading, I should be reading, like, a textbook. And I just That's kind a good of, point. I don't know. So, I just don't really. Mm. But I like to read historical fiction. I love historical fiction, actually. I like really? historical fiction movies. Okay, yeah. I don't read a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been, I, I just, I'm reading my first book in like maybe 20 years, like good right now. You. Yeah, I'm just not trying, I'm just not figuring out, figuring out that reading is good for you. Yes. Just now it hit me, like as a revelation. <laughs> so, uh, I'm like 400 pages into like this 500 page book. I don't know why that was That's my first good. book choice. What like, book is it? It's called Hyperion. It's like the sci-fi Ooh. book, whatever. <laughs> but like, there's um, it's really fucking good actually. It's like, did you ever read the Canterbury Tales Mm-mm. in high school? No. Well, it's basically just like a bunch of passages. It's like there's a bunch of characters, mm-hmm. and like maybe ten percent of the book is about what they're doing. The other ninety percent is about them telling their story. Okay. Which like, that's very me because like I this is what my podcast is kind of is like I have people yeah. come on and tell what they're doing. Um, so I love it. It's really cool. But uh, I do like historical fiction movies, mm-hmm. like Inglorious Bastards. Have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. It's really good. I don't even. Someone's gonna roast me like that's not historical fiction, but like it kind of is. It's just like <laughs> it is. It's like a made up story from like the past. Yeah, that, it's, like I think a, that's, it's like from yeah. like World War Two times. It's a little mm-hmm. dramatic, like dramatized. So it's I guess it's that makes it fun. That's what I was saying. <laughs> that's what I would say. So uh, it's really good. Um, movie. What kind of like stories do you like to read about? I read. Well, I'm on like an orphan kick recently. <laughs> so um, I Top like to read sad things. things. You don't want to hear your piece um. saying. <laughs> I'm on a real orphan kick recently. <laughs> That's oh my gross. god. I hate yeah. Myself. I'm sad. <laughs> 
I keep whacking. I keep whacking those cameras. They put it too close to me. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So no, that's that's really it. Like I like to read sad things, and I just. (laughs) Yeah. Alex, you're funny. You're really funny. So is it like? Do you like to read the sad things for a reason? Does it like Um, channel your? Maybe it makes me feel better. I don't know. I think it also, I, I think it goes back to, like, that me feeling, like, trying, I guess trying to make myself feel lucky, trying to convince myself that yeah, I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. It's just what keeps my interest, really. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's what I say sometimes about music. Like, I'll go through times in my life where I'm listening to a lot of sad music. I'm not sad. I'm rarely, if yeah. ever, sad. I don't know if there's ever been a time in my life where I'm like, I'm sad. <laughs> Again, life lottery. I hit it. Mm-hmm. So when I'm listening to a lot of sad music, I'm like, what is it? Like, I'm not sad right now, but this is just mellow. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, it's very yeah mellow. Mm -hmm. Because even if it's like a sad story, usually if you're reading, there's got to be some good things that happen. Yeah. And in a sad song, like there's usually some like, you know, turn on it. Yeah. And so maybe it's just like you're in like a hopeful mood. Yeah. Not so much a sad mood, you're in a hopeful <laughs> mood. Like, there is we'll that. light that shines through the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's put it that Let's way. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. You're not reading sad like books. It. Mm-hmm. You're reading hopeful books. Yes. There's a lot of hope in here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How much do you read, would you say, like in your, like you obviously read in the pockets, like, yeah. time. Yeah. I would, I usually read, well, I, like I read two books over winter break. Two over winter break. So yeah. So it's like when one month. Yeah. Not even a month yeah. this year. I found two good books. When I read, like, if I start a book that I didn't, you know, really love as much, it takes me a while. Yeah. Because I, I ha- I'm like, I have to finish it. Like, if I start it, like, I have to finish it. So mm. it takes me a while because I, like, procrastinate reading it. I feel, I've had times during this book, it's taken me a long time. Because, like, imagine just, like, not reading for, like, basically 10 years of your life. <clears throat> I'm, I'm proud of you for starting this. And then, like, it's just good. picking up a book. My first 10 pages took me, like, 35 minutes. <laughs> it, it was so embarrassing for myself. No, that's okay. I set a timer because I wanted to know, like, well, how Well, that might we be talking? where you, you know, if you're worrying about the time, not reading. Oh, pressure don't get to me. <laughs> I was just, I just wanted to know. So I was like, because I, like, I want to know how long an hour will take me to read this 500-page book. Yeah. And uh, I've gotten much faster. I'm already, like, doubled that time. But, like, it's just that first, like, first mm-hmm. 100 pages were really hard to read. Yeah. Because I was just like, where's, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. It's a weird thing, though, because, like, you really do feel like you're building a wor- world in your mind. Oh, when yeah. When you pause, I'll, like, stop reading at the end of a chapter and, like, try to think of what that would look like. Or, like, during the, in the middle of, like, a sentence even i'll stop and be like okay mm-hmm. what would that okay yeah no i do that i totally do that and sometimes i get mad like if i read a book and then i watch a movie and it's too different from what i imagined <laughs> oh. i'll be like i don't hunger like games. this anymore yeah the hunger games <laughs> yes the hunger games I that's um i mean i love those movies anyways but yeah. like yeah because it's totally different than what you what you picture has and, like, there any characters books and stuff or characters like or anything that like stick out of like that's wrong um Oh, The Help. I love that book. The Help. Oh, and I, the Sandra um, Bullock? Who? Mm, no, she, no, no, no. Um, I don't even someone. know who's in it, actually. But, um, yeah. But I really love that book, and I read it, and then my mom wanted to watch the movie with me, and I just was, like, so un- underwhelmed by the movie because the book was so good, and I was like, I don't know. Do they leave a lot out? 
I th- yeah, I remember thinking that. Now I like couldn't tell you what it was because it was a while ago when I mm. read it. But I remember thinking like, oh, like I missed that part. Like that was too. <laughs> that was good. I shouldn't have the movie. I so. always say, the best movie is better than the best book. Because hear me out. Because hear me out. <laughs> you can't adapt a book to a movie and expect it to be better because any book will have more content in it. Yeah, okay. So like, mm-hmm. It's like that's, that's hard to do. It's mm-hmm. like you're trying to make the book be a movie. It wasn't made to be a movie. It was made right. to be a book. So, but I wouldn't expect someone to make a book out of a movie either. Yeah. Like, that rarely happens, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I hate when that happens. But what I do say is if someone's making a movie and like it could be up to like three and a half hours sometimes. The movies are really long. Yeah. Versus if someone's making a book, just because a movie has the audio, like it's also visual, and sometimes there's like even text, like there's things you have to read as well and comprehend. I think just because it's multiple mediums as opposed to just the one, mm-hmm. I think the best movie is better than the best book. Okay, I think I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm totally convinced. Oh, because you feel like <laughs> I, the the counter argument being, well, I can build it in my mind. Yeah. And what's better than that? Because mm-hmm. you build the best version of it. Right. Which I feel like if I was if for avid readers, it's definitely probably true because you're probably really good at like building these things in your brain at this point. What's your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book ever was is called Before We Were Yours. Have you heard of it? Before We Were Yours. It's about orphans. Um, <laughs> was it recent? You recently read this? I did. I read it. I, well, maybe it wasn't that recent. I don't think it was last summer, but maybe the summer before. So you've been on this orphan kick for it's like two years. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> How many orphan books have you Maybe, read? I don't know. Uh, like 20? Like four. <laughs> four orphan books. Okay. Like four. Because I read that, and then I read Orphan Train, and then the two books that I read. <laughs> Stop it. Train. <laughs> is it just a train of orphans? Is that what it is? It's not. It's not? Oh, fuck. No. I thought it was like a That's train a with a bunch you of orphans be- on Like Polar <laughs> Express, basically. But like for orphans. No. <laughs> that would be cool. He no. should have been in an orphanage. You ever watched Polar Express? <laughs> yes. He should have been in an orphanage. They I mean, that would be, it would orphans. be way more heartwarming if he was an orphan. Oh, totally. If he was making these friends. Like, yes. They should have made it like an orphanage where none of the kids got along. And then they get on the, the Polar Express. They mm-hmm. bring them to the mm-hmm. fucking whatever. And they all become friends, like, over time. And then they become family. And then they become family that they never <laughs> had. It's That's the end of every orphan book, isn't it? <laughs> And they found the family they never had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it always gets me. You know, it's just so good. Do they ever get adopted in your? In well, your that books? the one that I well I shouldn't spoil it. Yeah, no, right, right, right. <laughs> right. Read these. But books. yeah, you guys need to read these books. But, but sometimes they will. Sometimes like, they do, and it's really cute. Sometimes they makeshift family, and it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Home is where the heart is. Everyone's gonna die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Orphan Train. That's the best name of a book I've ever heard in my life. You still working on that hot chocolate? Oh, I still have some. It's like what freezing though. And I just... It's just chocolate milk yeah, now. Yeah, honestly. Still plays. It's so know? good. It's... So it's funny though. I don't know if this is a thing. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. I've asked people what their favorite of like a lot of stuff is. And everyone always says it's a really hard question. With like pretty much anything. Yeah. But when I ask someone what their favorite mm-hmm. book is, usually they have one. Mm-hmm. 
I have three people I remember off the top of my head. You, your book, Kira has a favorite book. And I had asked this one other girl, this girl Elizabeth, I had on. And she had a favorite book. And without question. Every other time I've asked anybody else anything of their favorite, it's like, they're like, wait, but there's too many. But yeah. Do you think it's because you read less books than you have have all the other information or what? Um, I mean, maybe. Oh, well, no, because mm, I don't know. I think. <laughs> you stick us around the globe. Like... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> nah. Wait. Well, because I realize, well, yeah, I probably have read less books than, like, I've seen movies or, like, anything like that. But I think. That's a really good question, Dan. I, I mean, I know why my favorite book is my favorite, and that's yeah. because, like, I just, like, was so like into it and like I remember like trying to like trying to stop reading it because I knew I wanted to like end okay so, so this is a, this is interesting because you can't do that with a movie no movie you're gonna watch probably if mm-hmm. you stop watching it's bad yeah if you keep watching you finish pretty much every movie you watch though if yeah. it's decent or better mm-hmm. um even tv shows like if it's decent or better you'll probably finish it yeah um so uh, maybe that's why. Like, maybe a book, it's like, you probably won't finish a book in a day, typically. I mean, mm-hmm. you could. I could. You maybe could. But um, if, a, if a book is making you read it, and you continuously are trying to, like, keep going, even though in times you shouldn't, because you can always mm-hmm. put out a book, too. Like, so you can read it when you probably shouldn't be. Like, maybe right, you're in yeah, class true. or whatever. <laughs> so maybe it's a little bit more accessible. It's funny to say that, because it's a book, and people think of, like, digital as more accessible, but it's true. Yeah. And so it can really bring you in, as opposed to, like, a movie which is over quick, or mm-hmm. a song, too. Mm-hmm. Ask one of their favorite songs to, like, get the fuck out oh, of Oh, yeah, face. I could never... <laughs> And also, if you ask one of their favorite songs from an artist, a lot of times they just say that one of the first ones they ever listened to. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, um, it's like honeymoon phase, like the artist or oh, like okay. the director, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, a book, it's like, even if it's the first one you read by them, you don't get that bias because each book is its own full thing and it brings you in the whole way. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. I wonder. Maybe I'll have to keep reading just to find that out. You sh- I think you should read the books that I tell you to read. The orphan ones? <laughs> the orphan ones. You think that would tickle my fancy? You said you like historical fiction. I do, but how much hist- history are we talking in these? Like, <sighs> is it just in the past? I don't think it being placed in the past makes me feel, gives me that itch. Well, I think, like, this, a lot of the stuff, like, okay, in the my favorite book and Orphan Train... I believe this is stuff that actually happened that no one knows about. Oh, really? Yes. So it's like historical fiction. Yeah. That's what it was a wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are they like hinting at that? Like I would. I think. Well, I think sometimes like when you read, like the back, it'll be like, oh, this like actually happened somewhere. Yeah. And then they just like, kind of like build off like something that ha- like basically like imagine like what someone's life would be like. That's, that's, okay, those are the best forms. So, like, I kind of like that, because I'm like, oh, my God, like, this really could have happened. There's, like, pieces that are kind of true. Yeah. You know? For me, it's, I like to hold, um, like, with historical fiction movies, like that movie, Inglorious Bastards, Mm -hmm. it's about, like, World War II, and, like, Hitler's in it, and, like, it has a lot to do with, like, the Nazis, and, Mm -hmm. like, Nazi Germany, and some things. So, what, what it is, is, like, that's the world we're in, and it's very much about Nazi Germany. Yeah. Um... And, like, some things, like, it's just in scenes, like, how it probably happened. Mm-hmm. And then also on top of that, they just have this whole story going on. I like stuff like that. Because okay. I get to learn about Nazi Germany, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I get to have fun. Side note, first scene of that movie is the best scene in the history of movies. 
just so you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to kind of learn that way, I guess. I like to learn. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in those, in the thought. orphan train. Yeah. Do you think I'd learn a thing or two? I think you would. When are these, like, placed? When's that book placed? Wait, you're asking the wrong person. I honestly don't know. Like, like in time? I just, know? it goes, like, over me a little. Like, I just... So, like, and I book. just remember, like, how I felt when I read a book and, like, not a whole lot I was going to say, rest. do you, like, remember, like, the books or do, you, do they kind of, like, just fly through and, like, once you're on the next book, you're in the next book now? I would say, like, kind of fly through. Like, there's, like, there'll be, like, little things that you remember, like, someone dying or something. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. go- they're really good, they're really bad. And then you kind of, like, forget, like, most of the rest of it. When I write, when I read, I take notes. Somewhat. Oh, really? Well, once not I of, take like, you what's so going long. on, but I, if it's a word, I don't know. Or like a phrase I want to look up, or like mm-hmm. it's something I'll like kind of jot notes more <clears throat> like to learn more, yeah. like without like directly being told. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember <laughs> this was a stupid thing the first page, like second sentence of this book, the word gymnosperm appeared. Ooh, I don't know that word, neither do I. <laughs> and I was like, like, in the way they use it, was like the large gymnosperm hanging from. I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> fucking. Large. I don't know. I thought of it as like a biology term. I was like, yes. I it turns out it's a fruit. Oh. Yeah, right. Interesting. I guess, you know, but Where's like, I have no idea. I should have looked up. But it takes place in like some sci fi world. Whatever. Oh, okay, okay. But like, it's like these large gymnosperms, whatever. It's like a fruit. But I just like to look those things up. Yeah. And then I'll, I remember. Yep. And I have a, like, I have like probably like a couple pages of just like definitions, and mm-hmm. little moments. Like, if there was like a, one of them was like an ovoid-shaped room. Do you know if something was ovoid-shaped, what that would mean? I, d- I do not. It means egg-shaped. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like, I don't know why I like that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, me, well, I, I can kind of relate because, well, I guess while I'm reading, like, if I don't know a word, I'll, like, Google it. So mm. I feel like I kind of am learning, like, as I'm Kindle? doing it. I don't. Oh, I do, but I, it's dead. It's long. Dead. Oh. I don't. She's gone? She's gone. Somewhere under my <laughs> she, bed. She passed. <laughs> Speaking of, she's passed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, my mom has a Kindle. And she says if you, like, hold down the word, it, like, just shows the definition. Oh, yeah. See, that's really cool. Which I was like, do I need a Kindle? I think you do. I'm not even done with my first book yet, though, so I feel like am I jumping the gun? Like, that's kind of I feel, I can see you, like, taking off with this reading thing. Uh, taking off? Yeah. Like, really, like, Getting really seeing into you it. at, like, some reunion or some party of some sort years down the line and being like, yeah, I read 50 books a day. <laughs> Like, hey, what do you, you do? Just be for using work? words that none of us understand. Gymnosperm. Or <laughs> like, why? Where did you get the accent, pal? <laughs> Fucking, I read it. I read the accent. Um, all right, Alex. How long do you think we've been going for? If you were to guess, um, an hour. Hour and fifteen minutes. Mm, okay. So that's a pretty good amount. I feel like we've hit everything I wanted to hit. And I want to keep you too long because it's fucking freezing down here. I can't feel my hands. Um, how was your experience? It podcast? was it was great. I think you're very easy to talk to. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and I like that I got to share some some stuff that people don't know. I'm really happy that this exists. Like this is out there now, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Like that you can. I'll look back at it. I know. And mm-hmm. if you needed to, like you could look back at it, or I'll anybody that watch watches this. will know. <laughs> and it's just like makes life a little cool if you have a little bit of it recorded for me it's like a time yeah. capsule yeah yeah that is yeah. cool so uh yeah i had something else i want to say but never mind alex it was a pleasure <laughs> to have you on sure. thank you thank for you, having thank me you so much thank you everybody for watching oh this is what i wanted you to do oh no so you i feel like you were the type to be nervous to be here yes fair mm-hmm. um so <laughs> you know who else is nervous and won't do it who jess and emily
Oh. So can you just give a little, like, just two, two seconds, just tell them to come Yes. On. All right. All right. Jess, Emily, I think you both really need to get on this right now. Um, okay, it's much better than you think. Yeah, it's not bad at all. No. You just not fucking... Bad. And it'll make you hot chocolate. And I'll make you hot chocolate. Yeah. I'll hook you up with hot chocolate. It's a little cold now. This cup is free. It's literally ice in here. That's crazy. But it was mm -hmm. hot. I promise. Uh, thank you so much, Alex. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Bye-bye.